0: can bet I'm doing numbers and my stock is going up because of my hunger when you see me in my zone I'm locked in not clocked in I'm never fine when I'm in my zone, I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm unknown. To the world that's full of clones. My
1: originality's focus on principalities broken. I'm lonely, my heart and soul to the
0: game. That's What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Episode three coming live through your speakers. I am your man, Mr. GQ. I am your
1: boy, DJ Michael B. Let's go. Dream is still a vibration.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. We back. We didn't have to take a break this time. It just felt like it's been a long time since the last. I'm telling you, <laughs> God, duh. Like we, so we got caught up on some stuff. So we was over here just having like a whole nostalgic conversation. Yeah. So let's get this shot out of the way because I got a million dollar question. I got <laughs> to ask you,
1: Jim Bean Peach.
0: Oh yeah, that was smooth. Fine. All right. So my million dollar question. So we were right. talking about. Retro, old school gaming systems, right? So we started talking about Nintendo sixty four. Mind you, you know a lot of us came from you know poor surroundings. So you know yeah. the sixty four for us was like nowadays is like getting a, getting like a PS four, like it's it was big like that. Yeah, like you know, especially in my household, where I had multiple siblings. So you know, in sixty four, all three of us could play together. Mm-hmm. You know, so. My million dollar question for you. Let's go, DJ Micah B. I need this from you. I need your top three Nintendo sixty four games.
1: Oh man, this is uh um uh let me see, Super Smash Brothers. Okay, regular or melee? The regular. Okay. I I I, I didn't play melee. I played. I only played the regular because that's what uh that's what my cousin had. Bet. Um, I'm gonna throw one out that you that you probably didn't expect me to throw out. NFL Blitz two thousand.
0: Hey, good one, good one.
1: And. Oh, I love this one. Legend of Zelda, Arcane of Time.
0: See, I knew you was going to say the Arcane Because I, 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 I know how much you love. I love that game, man. So, that's
1: that's Yeah, that's my favorite Zelda game so ever.
0: Obviously, got to throw Super Smash Bros. in there. That's the yeah, 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 yeah. My, my second one, though, is Pokemon Stadium.
1: Oh, man, Pokemon Stadium was fire. That might
0: be... The fact that you could buy the extra Rumble pack and load your Pokemon from yellow, red, blue, uh, green, and you could bring your actual Pokemon into the game. Yeah. And it made it even more alive. You had... Just literally, you took the Game Boy game and put it on your TV screen. You know, it was dope. You
1: remember Super Nintendo had that ability, too. They did.
0: I remember that. And then, so for me, and then my number three... So it might kind of catch you off. Boy, it ain't gonna catch you off guard, but it's for me, it is one of the GOAT games of Nintendo 64. And of course, that's 007 Goldeneye.
1: Oh yeah. That man. is one of the GOATs
0: of Nintendo 64. You know, I, like, I was
1: I was a bigger fan of The World Is Not Enough.
0: Oh yeah, I was a bigger fan of that movie too. Like, but yeah, but no, nah, Goldeneye, I mean it was just
1: Golden Goldeneye. That's when you it, hey, anybody that wanted could come get it. Yeah, this right. is not Call of Duty, bro. I will smash. You,
0: before we got Call of Duty, we was in there getting our Goldeneye man. on. Like the amount of games being played was zero. Man, well, hey, we used to fight over that. Hey,
1: you get the golden gun, everybody can meet up at the same time, everybody shoot.
0: <laughs> you want to talk about getting literally sprayed? Man, like you get 20 motherfuckers spraying all the rounds on. Damn, you.
1: I forgot all of them. I can't believe I forgot to name nah, like, 007. And so,
0: and it's a couple. So, I got to throw i um, I'm going to throw an honorable mention. Me and my brother, this is our go to game almost all the time. We play Fighting Force.
1: Ooh, ooh, yeah, we yeah, you, That's a good one.
0: We would literally spend a, stay up all night and beat that game. We would use every combination of characters you could, like. We would go both females and both dudes and dude chick. Like we would use all combinations okay. to go through and beat the game because it was like, do you really ever beat a game with just one character? No. Like that's play that's like playing Super Smash Bros and only using like Mario. Like you gotta try it with other characters. Like now, mind you, with Smash Bros., I'm a Kirby guy. Kirby was my was my go-to. Kirby on the Nintendo Switch is still my go-to guy. Okay,
1: like, so I'm you 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 you're the Super Smash, but so I'm equated to Street Fighter. Okay, like I'm not only gonna go on there and beat the game with Chun Li, although I can smash just about anybody with Chun Li. Uh, yeah. Or whenever people play Tekken and pick Eddie, I can't stand that.
0: Oh man, I use my man Huarang on Tekken, man. hey. Ho- hey. 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 My <laughs> man had the <this> shotgun <laughs> feet, but they, or I fuck around. He's my boy King, and I start using wrestling. Moves, oh man, slam, King day. hard, bro. Hey. Like, and then we talk about street Fighter, Man, I gotta use the homie Ken, bro. Ken was yeah. my guy, man. I like, would use yeah. Ken, and then I would, I would mess around. I would even use um, I would use Saget too.
1: It well, yeah, well, Saget was damn near impossible to beat because he was so long.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because motherfucker was like six five. Yeah. Now, mind you, people would just use Dalseem because that motherfucker could just reach out and touch you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or they use Blocker because you, as soon as you jump, I'ma shock you. Like, but there's levels to this. But Ch-
1: Chun Li had to counter to that. She had to step over. So I, I oh hey, yeah. Smack and then, you
0: know, hey. and, and of course E-Honda, the original cheat code, boy, you get back in that corner with them hands. <laughs> bro? You remember how I used to smash the cars in the bricks and shit, bro? We playing some weird oh, ass babe. game. I'm thinking about like I think about the games I play now. Like I just beat the story mode to um, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Okay, fire ass game on PS5. Fire ass game. Mm. So, um, because I went ahead and upgraded because PlayStation has like their new like tiers. Like we had PlayStation Plus, now they got like playstation basic expert and all this other. So I yeah the they next, always got some so nonsense. i bought the next level up because it had some games i wanted so i got assassin's creed till valhalla i got spider-man miles morales
1: assassin's creed is one of the greatest hey, game oh, franchises ever
0: absolutely if
1: you have never played assassin's creed i don't know what you're doing with yourself
0: failing like you bro, right? I, you, I played assassin's, look i was playing assassin's creed when we was at lee college on my on my motherfucking ipod touch bro
1: See, you You was doing that, and I was smashing boys in 2K. Yeah. Oh, man. Like,
0: I was... I've never... like. And you know, I've, I've, the only time I was smashing boys over there at, at Lee College when we was playing Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. Yeah, like, oh. Boys was getting that work over there. Oh. Oh, yeah, I was out there. Hey, it.
1: you know what? Before before we move on, though, I got one more N64 game that I just thought about that I freaking loved growing up. And this one, it's like a... It's a, it's a very, very afterthought now because of how these kind of games evolved. But ready to rumble was was like groundbreaking because yeah yeah, I had knockout Kings but Knockout Kings wasn't ready to rumble.
0: Hey man, ready to rumble boxing was fire, bro.
1: Oh man, that was the they first game we had, you had that, to use uh, the D pads. Afro Thunder. Afro Thunder. <laughs>
0: oh man, that was just my. Oh, they
1: man. had the Butterbean knockoff. I can't
0: think they of his did, name oh, right now. Man, yeah, that ready to rumble Red boxing man. was dope. Oh, that's right, when you got your knockout, your your gloves started sparkling. And yeah, shit, you know, yeah, like, yeah. A, like almost like Super Mario when you catch the star one time. Like yep. you just oh yeah, that was that was a great game. Oh man,
1: game. fantasy boxing.
0: Boy, look. We're gonna come back. Um, we're gonna probably one of these episodes we're gonna we gonna mess around and give y'all a straight retro video yeah, game episode because i I'm curious to know what the world thinks about it as well. So anywho, let's uh <laughs> let's get to the actual content of Okay, the show. That so was just something we came up what, with before we even hit the record button.
1: Hey, uh well how about this then before before we get into the program, last week. We had JuFresh Fresh on. If you haven't checked out the interview, you need to go check out the interview. Shout out to my boy. It was a fire interview. It doesn't even seem like an interview. It just seemed like three friends catching up having a conversation, which is exactly what it was for the most part. Yeah. We, just, we just got to hear more about his production side for the first time. So man, it was yeah. it was fire. You check gotta it check it out. Hey,
0: man. Gentlemanstalk.com, man. I'm telling you, everything you need to know about the show is on gentlemanstalk.com. Yeah. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on our Anchor page. Wherever you catch in your podcast, man, I'm telling you, we're streaming on five platforms. Six now, if you include the actual website now, like, we got you. However you listen to podcasts, man, we got you. Like I said, if you ain't got none of them streaming apps, you go to the website. I got a built-in web player on the website. Boom. Free, so you can listen on the website without having to download or deal with ads or none of that craziness, stuff like that.
1: So, hey, and you can you can press your home screen button, and it'll keep playing. I'm trying to tell you. Hey.
0: so. And speaking of ads, so I'm I'm speaking to my, my local business owners and all that stuff that have reached out. Listen, if you want to get your ad read on the show, get at us, talk to us, we'll talk monetaries and we'll talk deals. Yeah, and hey, man. I have zero problem pushing your business, whatever it is, out there on the show. We will do it literally live while we're recording. Yep. So get at us, hit us in the DMs, hit us on the website, let us know what you what you got going on, shoot us a press a produce a little script. And hey, we'll rock with it.
1: I'll become the best ad reader in the business. Keep playing with me. (laughs)
0: We're going to get HEB eventually. There you go. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's get into this. Let's get into the actual regularly scheduled program here. So let's talk about the first thing that happened today, which was Baker Mayfield finally got traded. So not only did he get traded, Baker Mayfield got kind of DeAndre Hopkins a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> he got traded for like a 2024 conditional fifth round pick. Now, I do think that's oh, that's kind of low balling. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I don't Baker's not that terrible of a quarterback to grant like a conditional fifth round pick per se. I could see you giving up a third rounder for him. Well, I, I can I think... even like depending on the team you're, the team he's going to. I could see. Where you would say a second-round pick because the best of Baker is when Baker does have full protection and a full arsenal of weapons. Baker is an above-average NFL quarterback. Yeah, I'm not going to doubt for that one bit. He played. He bet on himself last season with that messed-up shoulder, knowing quarterbacks need every bit of their arm, Mm -hmm. and back muscle to throw a football, and he 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 gave it his best. Now, mind you, what Baker Mayfield did in Cleveland was something that Cleveland fans have not seen in a very long time. The last time y'all won a playoff game was 1994.
1: Last time y'all were in the playoffs was when 2007. Was it Brady? Was Brady Quinn the quarterback, or was it? The, yeah,
0: I'm pretty uh, sure it oh, was Brady. I think it was either, somewhere between 2007, 2010 was yeah. the last time they were in the playoffs. Like the Bengals have seen the playoffs more than the Browns, and that's saying a lot. Now, mind you, the Bengals did go to Super, Bowl, but Baker Mayfield also remember the Browns were averaging about five to six wins a season. Mm-hmm. This past season, y'all won 11 games. The most wins y'all have had since Josh Cribs was there. Ooh. You want to talk about a throwback? Like, I'm talking about pre <laughs> pre Peyton Hillis. Oh, like, you know,
1: I to me, uh Baker is in like that top 20 percentile of quarterbacks. Um, I tell you this though, he went from Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. To Christian McCaffrey if he's healthy,
0: um, Yeah, don't be disrespectful.
1: Come, you, you didn't give me a chance. Oh my god. L- l- anyway, but I'm not saying that's a downgrade. That's pretty. That, that's pretty close to being as even as it can get.
0: But uh, I disagree.
1: I, well. I mean for for what for where he got traded, that's that's pretty... I don't
0: I don't think that Chuba Hubbard is better than either Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb. I don't think I, I don't, don't, don't think McCaffrey is is better than Chubb either. Like not right now. Given the injuries. Well, no, 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 That's
1: like, that's that's not what I meant. I'm compa- comparing it to all the other teams with 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 combo with with two backs. I mean, that that's as close as to as close to even as you would have gotten. Um
0: yeah, I mean, because he wasn't going to Green Bay with that with that two back set. He wasn't going to the Rams with their, I think, three back set, and he wasn't going to San Francisco with their quadruple, Qua- yeah, whatever. How Re- running receiver backs running backs, tot- backs. You know, however many <laughs> running backs San Francisco be toting out.
1: I would say the fifth round pick. I think I find that that's, that's kind of disrespectful, um, but. I'm not. Go- I wouldn't. I wouldn't give. I wasn't gonna give him no second round pick for Baker Mayfield, and they they probably just wanted him out of sight, out of mind from them. But I mean, hey, it is what it is. He wanted to get traded. He's gone now. Sucks for the Browns because it looks like Deshaun Watson might get suspended.
0: Jacoby so, Brissett, who also does have um less interceptions than Baker Mayfield for his career, he yeah, played in well. the NFL longer than Baker Mayfield. <laughs>
1: Just say When you got Odell Beckham, and uh, why does his name slip? Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, you gonna throw the ball down the field.
0: You act like, like he wasn't throwing the ball down. Like, Brissette, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there was a time where where Jacob Brissett was throwing to Devonte Parker and other downfield threats. Like, let's let's, and he was in Indy throwing the ball down the field to a to a T Y Hilton and some others. Like, yeah, it, that's true. I mean, and he's still like, but. Their numbers are very but, similar, which is crazy.
1: But the flip side of that is, there was a guy by Brett Favre doing the same thing, and you—you you seen what happened with Brett Favre yeah, with interceptions? Yeah. So, so what
0: I will say with Baker, Baker does have a better win-loss record than Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is like fourteen and twenty-three. Mm. Yeah, 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 I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So he would have to win ten games this year just to go above five hundred, and then depending on the losses, he could still be under five hundred. So you do the math. Okay. He would have to probably play. Two solid seasons in a row to unfuck his win loss record. Yeah, but that ain't gonna happen because eventually Deshaun will play. Eventually. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe. Anyway, well. all right. So let's get into this. Uh, we'll we'll talk some NFL stuff here. We'll come back. because We got to come back, of course, with our uh, fantasy uh, receivers today. Yup. But um, we're gonna transition into the NBA because we were we were having our little. We'll call it miniature production meeting. We just really took some notes and yeah. did a couple spitballing, but because uh DJ Michael B had brought across the table. He's like, What'd you thought about Z- What you think about Zion's contract? And I was like, Well, I thought his contract was straight trash. But given the For the Pelicans, fans, Pelicans. For the Pelicans, it was trash because of the production you've gotten thus far from what was the number one yeah. pick in the draft. And his constituents in Ja Morant and RJ Barrett have played more games than you know mm-hmm. Zion has played. And Morant also got the a contract which was and then Zion got more than John Morant John still max, mind blowing yeah and and John Morant's played considerably more games been in the playoffs considerably more times so the reason we brought that conversation about is because we wanted to talk about the NBA's max contracts in general it, it it's
1: it's just freaking ridiculous people you, people are getting money and i'm just sitting here like some of these some of these guys aren't worth it look i understand Zion, uh, he he he's when he when he's been healthy, he's played good. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't gonna bet that much money on Zion. Bruh. The man just he probably can't help his body type. But I mean, there's a reason why guys Zion's size don't jump 35 inches in the air. It's because you don't want to land. And before anybody says LeBron, LeBron is the anomaly, and we understand that.
0: LeBron is only 245 pounds. At his prime, he was 245. Now he's around he's around 230. I never believed that 245. I thought that was utter BS.
1: They lie about their heights all the time. Why wouldn't they lie about the weight?
0: Yeah. But so he got a max contract. John Morant got a max contract. I'm happy for Ja because Ja um, deserved his max contract. Zach Levine got a max contract. Hmm. Mm. Um mm.
1: Would you have given Zach Levine a max contract? No, I said that too.
0: No, I don't think we need to elaborate on why. Okay, no, I just, I just wanted, to, I just wanted to hear your opinion on that one. Absolutely not, and not to mention also, Bradley Beal got a max contract. That one was interesting, but here's, you know, I told you I had something else for you, mm-hmm. which is funny. That also ties in. So here's the crazy thing: so Bradley Beal is currently the only active NBA player with a no-trade clause in his contract. Hmm. So, I brought Kevin that up. Kevin Durant
1: doesn't have a no-trade clause.
0: No, he doesn't. So, I brought that up to bring this to your attention because this kind of spills into another question I was mm-hmm. going to ask you. Why don't you think more superstar players push for no-trade clauses in their contract?
1: I think teams are making them compromise. I do believe that because when you limit, when you if you want to get dealt and you limit the hand, it's just gonna drag on. Be like, I want to go here. Because when you get a no trade clause, you're not going to a sorry team because you're going to say no. Because J- James Harden did have one in his last contract. And he was going to say no to any sorry team. That's the reason why he got dealt to Brooklyn. I remember I know Carmelo had one when he was with New York. Carmelo did have one with New York. And Carmelo he Carmelo just wanted out at, at a certain point. Screw you, Phil Jackson. Um, Yeah, that's what I assume it is. They probably like look if you want if most of them be like look if you want a no trade clause, you're not getting this. You take away a no trade clause, we'll give you this. I'm pretty sure that's what teams are you because that's pretty much the only leverage team to
0: have now. That and well, that and plus uh, and team options. Oh yeah, yeah, and team options, of course. But so I would, I don't know if I'm. You know, depending now. Also, what what I look at it like, and I guess maybe this is how some players maybe look like. Well, not players. I mean, organizations. See, if you have a no trade clause, it means that you're saying, if things go haywire, you know, you want out, and that's your way out. I. Yeah. I.e., you know, James Harden, just recently, who got his way out twice, mm-hmm. literally twice in like less than a year. It felt like.
1: And things didn't even really go haywire in Houston. They were still winning. I'd-
0: things didn't go haywire in Brooklyn either.
1: I think, so. I think some behind-the-scenes things happened in Brooklyn.
0: I, it had to be because there's no way James Harden was ready to quit that quick. Because if that team would have simply ran it back, I think that we have a different conversation. You because think- given the way that this past season ended, Kyrie finally, you know, New York finally yeah. did the vaccine thing. If Harden actually stays and they actually hit the floor together, I think you're talking about something different.
1: Well, do you think that the 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 vaccine clause played a part in him wanting to leave? Because
0: I think it played a part in Harden wanting to leave. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think that was one of the main things because it's like, man, we all took this vaccine and said we were going to do this together, and you're being selfish. Which
0: because yeah. I mean, Harden came over there because he wanted to play with KD and yeah. Kyrie, not just KD or well, I think. And KD only played fifty five games this past season, and Kyrie played.
1: 28. There's something there's something going on in Brooklyn. Because at first when James Harden asked out, I was like, okay, that's weird. But now that Kevin Durant and Kyrie are both wanting out and they want to stay stay together and play together. Something is going on upstairs in Brooklyn. It has to be.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But well, so they talked about wanting to play together, but now KD is kind of trying to <laughs> Take care of himself at this point. Now, well,
1: well yeah, because Kyrie is virtually untradeable.
0: He's not untradable unless he, just... unless he
1: goes to the unless he goes to the Lakers for Westbrook and Brooklyn ain't taking Westbrook.
0: Conversations are still on the table.
1: Yeah, well, but oh, speaking of Westbrook, did you see Russell Westbrook's two K rating this year?
0: No, I did not.
1: It's seventy three.
0: Wow. Seventy three. <laughs> Well, since you brought up 2K, I had something else for later, but since you brought it up now, so this past, this upcoming 2K, I believe, I guess it's about to come out or whatever. They, Oh yeah, they just released the coverage today. And I'll talk about those in just a second. Steph Curry is a 99. The first player to be a 99 since LeBron on, I believe it was 2K14? Might be 14. I think it was 14.
1: Yeah, right after the championship. Yeah. So
0: they posted this picture and it's got Steph Curry's ratings from 2010 to 2022. Ooh, so I want you to just because mm. you know that this is this is this is your lane. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. So yeah. I want you. I'm gonna read these off to you. You just when I'm done, just kind of let me know where your brain is at. Starting with 2010, he was a 69 overall. 2011, he was an 80 overall. 2012, he maintained his 80. 2013, he became an 84. 2014, he became an 88. 2015 and 89. 2016 a 93 2017 a 94 2018 and 96 2019 and 20 he was a 95 2021 he was a 97 and 2022 he was a 96 so we know curry did his most damage between 2015 and 2018 oh yeah for sure so is that when a- he was
1: that's when he was playing with durant
0: right Durant was 17-18. 16 18. was when they lost to the Cavs. Oh, 15. right, right, right. 15 and 14 is when they won their... their No, four, 15 is when they won that ring. Yeah, 15 they won, 16 I do remember. they lost. They won 17-18, and then they won 22.
1: I remember 14-15 because there was a guy in our fantasy basketball league that took Steph Curry first overall in the first round, and it came back to haunt everybody because that's the year Kevin Durant also got hurt, and... The guy over here on this side talking on the mic took Kevin Durant second, which was total BS because I had LeBron and Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant came back and then instantly got hurt again. Uh, Mm. You mind telling the people who took Steph Curry first overall and did damage in the league the whole year? Me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I also won the league that year. Yeah, you sure did. And I followed that up the following season and took Russell Westbrook in his first triple-double season. And one league again. Utter ridiculousness. Cause I'm a bad motherfucker. Utter, other utter ridiculousness, man. Hey, man. What can I say? I draft well.
1: No, the the the, the fact that they let Ru- uh Russell Westbrook tear up the league with that trash triple double he had. My God.
0: Why you, why you sound so salty about that?
1: Cause I never. Cause you know why I'm salty? Because Russell Westbrook. One MVP over James Harden. That's exactly why I'm salty about it, and he shouldn't have. Okay. Yeah. That's All why right. that's why I'm salty about it. It ain't got nothing to do with the fantasy league. That's why I was salty about it because I had James Harden that year.
0: All right, okay. I, and I, I, and yeah. Okay. I guess I would be salty too if that was the yeah. case. But well, we're talking about fantasy. You want to jump into our, our fantasy wide receivers? Yeah, we can. Okay, so. Here's what I'm going to do first though. I got a little something special for you. So before we jump into the actual fantasy football receiver like top just our top 10 based on of course our two separate uh, separate listings, I want to use the same the same people I've been using and cuz they posted something interesting and I wanted to get your your take on this and they talked about overvalued wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you 10 names of okay. overvalued receivers and then I want to them what you think about it. So starting at number 10, Drake London who's obviously going to be a rookie this year, drafted out of USC. Yeah. Elijah well. Moore from the Jets at 9 Mm-hmm. Amari Cooper at 8 Mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster at seven. Deontay Johnson at six. Juju Smith-Schuster was on my list. DJ Moore at five. Michael Pittman Jr. at four. AJ Brown at three. T Higgins at two. And Stefan Diggs at one. Well, actually,
1: you, you call those... There's a couple of them that
0: Yahoo got ranked in the top 10. Um, so the reason this is considered overvalued is because right now they've got Stefan Diggs listed as wide receiver 4, T. Higgins, wide receiver 10, um, A.J. Brown, wide receiver 11, Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver 14, D.J. Moore, wide receiver 18, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver 19, Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver 27, Amari Cooper, wide receiver 30, Elijah Moore, wide receiver, 32, and Drake London, wide receiver, 34.
1: Well, I think some of these are going to have to do with uh, a couple of these guys being on new teams, and they got to get acclimated to the system. Absolutely.
0: Uh, and we don't even know the quarterback situation in, in Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, that um, one person that stood out as overvalued to me is T. Higgins, um, because Yahoo has him ranked, what, 11? Um He's a special case, in Agreed. the reason. I mean, he's a special. He's a special case just because he has he has to play next to, to what you gonna call it to Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase.
0: <laughs> so I mean, but he gets to play against the number two sometimes and number three corner. So he has a a very Juju Smith Schuster um, Steelers when yeah. AB was there type of a, yeah, p- a yeah, potential yeah. production.
1: I always thought Juju Smith Schuster was uh overrated
0: and overvalued, but. That was just me. I, well, I knew. Now he's all about TikTok, but
1: yeah. Well, he's mm, following in the in the footsteps of his uh. What, what what's the word I'm looking for here? For the guy that taught him his mentor. Oh, yeah, he's taking his, up after his mentor now. His,
0: his Predecessor. That's the word. I'm here for you.
1: Um. So there's there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of people. DJ Moore was on the list for overrated. Uh, DJ Moore is going to not overrated, overvalued. DJ Moore is another special situation because they just got a quarterback in the middle of the offseason.
0: So and, and there's a Robbie Anderson there who yeah. considered retirement, but we don't know. And they also have um Ah, forgot his name. They draft he's a tight end. They drafted out of Michigan. Um he came along kind of late in the season. He's a good, he's a good kid. We'll talk about guys, we'll talk about him next week when we talk about receivers, but yeah. I mean, tight ends, I mean, but
1: um, so I'ma just I'ma jump into the Yahoo rankings and some of these might be surprising compared to what your guys just said. So I said I was gonna do top 10, but I'ma I'ma start at I'ma start at 15. And the reason why I'm gonna start at 15, because there's a lot of guys where I'm just like, I don't agree with the ranking, but okay. Um 15, Jalen Waddle. Okay. That's weird. That uh 14, hmm. Speaking of quarterback situation, Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, 13, A.J. Brown, which I felt was unfair. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts is that bad of a quarterback either. That's going to be thrown do the either ball.
0: It, No, I don't either.
1: Um, this one here. Number 12 is Keenan Allen. bro. y'all got to stop doing this.
0: Y'all going to stop being disrespectful. Y'all got to stop doing this. I know why they did that. Because last year he was overshadowed by Mike Williams's production. He of course. a big contract that Mike Williams got this offseason.
1: Well, if they feel that way, why isn't Mike Williams in the... T- anyway. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, 11, T. Higgins, which is, I think, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are the only two teammates to make the top
0: 15. Um, What? Tyreek Hill didn't make
1: the top 15? Oh, no, I lied. No, my bad. Jalen Waddle was 15. My bad. Okay, so yeah. All right, so here we go. Uh, Number 10, Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. Number 9, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Number 8, the guy down there in San Francisco, the Mr. Does It All Himself, Debo Samuel. Number 7, your guy's receiver. Mike Evans
0: is... I Mike, mean Mike Evans I, is a touchdown machine. I, I, I don't think
1: challenge. anybody has put up more consecutive 1000-yard seasons at this point than Mike Evans. Um number 6 who I think is an overvalued receiver this year, CeeDee Lamb. I just I just do. Um that offensive line ain't doing them no favors. Which is weird to to talk about the the Cowboys having a bad offensive line. They had a good offensive line since we we're in high school. Um Another guy that was on your list is overrated. Number five, Stephon Diggs. Number four, Devontae Adams. Number three, Jamar Chase. Number two, your guy from the team you say is going to be the most improved this year. This is this, this is this is your guy here, Justin Jefferson. They got him as number two. Okay. And of course, number one, Cooper Cup.
0: Oh, Mr. Triple Crown himself. Of course.
1: Yeah. Of course. Um, some notables. Uh, mm. DK Metcalf is all the way at twenty one. Jerry Judy is all the way at twenty two.
0: I think Jerry Judy's too low. DK I Metcalf, Jerry, I don't. Their quarterback situation he's just as bad as Deontay Johnson.
1: Yeah. Um, Cortland
0: Sutton is at nineteen, over Jerry Judy. Interesting. S- well, Sutton was the better receiver when, well, when with obviously also Judy was, I believe he was hurt. Yeah. He put, and I, Sutton was a dog. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll really see who Russell prefers to throw to because for all we know, it could mess around and be Tim Patrick.
1: Yeah. And it, well, one of my favorite receivers ever, welcome back to the top 20, Mr. Allen Robinson.
0: Hey, Robinson. Yes, sir.
1: <laughs> There's my dude right there, welcome man.
0: Back. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: There's a, lot of, let's, there's a lot of receivers to choose from in fantasy, people. I'm not going to give you all the tips. I will say this, though. I took the best advice of my life ever last year, and the same crap happened again in fantasy. This is why fantasy gets on my damn nerves. Jeremy say don't take injury-prone Players, I took zero last year, and I still had half a roster get injured. And I'm talking about I'm seven, eight weeks. Derrick Henry
0: never gets hurt. Got hurt last. Got year. hurt. Go to waste the I season for me. It was tough. No, it was tough. And uh, I, and I, I gambled, I gambled on two play- I gambled on Saquon, and we know what happened. I also had Christian McCaffrey in my other in my yeah. money league. That hurt.
1: The one person that paid dividends for me last year though, because you know every year I take a rookie was uh Pitts. Yeah. Pitts definitely paid dividends. And I got him like in the eighth round or something. I was like, so nobody's yeah. n- nobody's gonna take him, huh?
0: Yeah. What and who else had hurt? Jerry Judy hurt me because he got hurt at the beginning of the year. Yes. But if Jerry Judy had never gotten hurt, I would never have discovered Tim Patrick because I picked up Tim Patrick almost immediately and Tim Patrick balled the hell out. Yeah. So that was like it was like a weird exchange for that.
1: Well, no, you remember that happened with me with uh uh oh man, what is it, Davis? That was, oh, was oh, when I lost Davis McCaffrey tore you, it up, boy. And you,
0: took, you got to Mike David. The one of the few times you beat me <laughs> to, the, to the backup.
1: Oh, that's hey. who else
0: had hurt me last year was um Aaron Jones had actually gotten hurt for Yeah, him He did. Her. I think he was out for like two weeks. I yeah. survived, but it was it was rough. Like it was rough, but I ended up using um ah. I used um McCaffrey's backup from last year. We just talked about Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. I used Chuba Hubbard for like a month, and he was killing it until he he wasn't anymore.
1: I, I think teams figured out how to how to play him and slow him down. So. Yeah,
0: cause, cause Chuba was, was moving. Yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Beginning. So that was good. Um now I guess we'll go into mine. Cause I got you have some interesting names and the rankings are similar, but we'll see here. So number ten, they've got T. Higgins. Mm. Number nine, they've got Tyreek Hill. Number eight, they got Debo. That's pretty similar so far. Number seven, they got Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Number six, they have CeeDee Lamb. Number five, they have Devontae Adams, who I did not hear in your top ten. Did I skip him by any chance? I didn't hear Devontae w- Adams in I your top ten. I want to go back and
1: check and make sure I didn't skip. I might have skipped over him. And Yeah, he's number four. He's okay. number
0: four. Okay. okay. Number four on this list is Stephon Diggs. Number three is actually Cooper Cup. mmm Number two is Jamar Chase, and number one, Justin
1: Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah, and see, on, on Yahoo, so with Yahoo, they have five people vote, and then they, mm-hmm. they average out the ranking, so uh, it's it, it pulls from a couple of different places, but I think Justin Jefferson got two number one votes on Yahoo. Yeah. He got one, one, two, two, and three. Cooper and Cup just see, got all so, ones yep. except one two.
0: And then see for for upper hand the top five, no movement. It's been like kind of locked in. The movement was Ceedee Lamb moved up a spot, Mike Evans moved up a spot, Debo Samuel dropped two slots. So Debo was six, dropped to eight. T Higgins was eleven, dropped and moved up to ten. Tyreek Hill has been deadlocked at nine. You
1: think Debo, you think Debo dropped some because they view him more as a better playoff performer than regular season performer. I, I can see that. I, th- I, I think that play, I think that play some play something into it. Uh, you know, that boy Draymond Green said about, about Jimmy Butler, there's teams that are meant to play season and there's teams and I mean, players. And then there's players that are meant for playoffs. Debo really does his damage in the playoffs. Cause he's, he's, he's the ultimate utility. Him and Christian McCaffrey, my goodness.
0: Debo is everything that we thought Percy Harvin was gonna be. Oh, you just had to. But am I lying him?
1: Oh man. No. I really like Percy Harvin too.
0: No, I did too. He was a he was a monster on Madden.
1: He was a he was pretty good at fantasy.
0: <laughs> yeah, when he was on the field, absolutely.
1: Ah, oh, That's
0: so sad. Yeah, so it's it's getting closer. It is, it's it's July. Um, so we will probably Within the next, probably within the next month, we'll be drafting Mm -hmm. in our fantasy league. Curious to see how that's going to pan out. I think we've still got four spots we need to fill.
1: Hey, speaking of podcast listeners, we got four spots to fill. (laughs) If you want that smoke, this is going to be probably the most competitive league you've ever played in that is not for money. It's strictly for respect. I have won every league I've played in outside of this one. Every league.
0: It gets like that. We've been doing this for a long time. Ironically, it's also called the Gentlemen's League. Yeah, well. Way before Gentlemen's Talk existed, we all we had a gentleman's league. Yep. Because that's exactly what it is, the Gentlemen's League. And it is not very gentleman-like. No, it is not. Um it as is. As far very as competition rough. goes. It is, rough. it is the AFC West. It it's is the rough. AFC West. We've seen
1: people go from, from last and win. You know what I'm saying? Just just off of making waiver wire moves. Bruh. Yes. Okay. Put your damn hand down. <laughs>
0: hey, y'all or you
1: could, or you could be like me last year, tear the league up for the first ten weeks, and then people just start dropping dead. Apparently,
0: <laughs> not dropping dead, bro. <laughs>
1: hey, look. But I, I, I did re up, and I, I did, I did make it to the. I lost in the finals in, 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 the football and the basketball.
0: Hey, man, I was proud of myself. All right, I came from the bottom, and made it to the playoffs, and pull some upsets off.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's all I, I, and I'm going to tell y'all, just like I've said it every single year in every league I play, I don't care where I am halfway through the season. Do not let me make playoffs. If I make playoffs, I'm coming for that ass because my team is built for the playoffs. Always has been. I don't know how it pans out that way. The way I draft is always ready for the playoffs. Sometimes my road to get there is a little harder than others. Other years, I just blow, you know, I just smoke everybody.
1: No I think it's because you be up on waivers
0: all the time i I do be reading a lot yeah you
1: you you're up and you're up on waivers all the time. and I am
0: very much i am a waiver fisherman I yeah. am very much invested in waivers i watch i watch waivers i watch trends
1: that's what I did last year for the first time and it actually panned out very good for me that's how I like, got to the final at the end of the season
0: like I've got four very credible fantasy sources that I use to pretty much If those four don't line up, I don't make a decision until those four line up. Or if they're very close, I'll make a decision. But for the most part, I use the same four sources. And I'll never not use those same four. There you go. I gave you guys one that I've been using. A lot of people didn't even know know they existed. But they do. So, you know, for those who do play fantasy a lot, I'm telling you now, they are a great source. Um, you can catch them on Instagram. They are called upper hand fantasy. They're very good at what they do.
1: I use fantasy pros. So
0: hey, I used to hey fantasy pros is fire. I used yeah. to use I used to use fantasy pros when I was operating, I was operating six sources, and I was like, six is too many, so I dropped down to four and I cut fantasy pros out. But I do like fantasy
1: pros. I stopped using Yahoo and ESPN because Yahoo and ESPN are pretty much your mainstream. Well, and, and they're and looking for ratings.
0: And you're also dealing with Sometimes two different scoring systems. Yeah, a lot of ESPN leagues don't score the same as Yahoo. We found you... that out. Yeah, we totally found that out the the hard way. Yeah. So you know that varies. We almost let CJ win the league. That's, man. Bro, boy, if we didn't, if we didn't unfuck ourselves <sighs> in that, boy, league, we would have never heard the end of that shit. I know that was a good year. That was the year I drafted Chris Ivory. Chris Ivory. That off. was a great year. Cause <laughs> I, I I had a playoff run for the ages, and that when I was like, I right, I had to beat CJ in the semifinals. Shut him up. Yeah, man. Was, yeah, I remember every league we've been. In. I'm like Sean McVay when it comes to memorizing. Hey, stuff I remember the two, the two
1: quarterback, game. the two quarterback
0: league bro, two was quor- nuts. Bro, never in my bro, me, you, <laughs> Jared, Herb, Lamar, the two quarterback league Dog, was nuts. I had never in my life seen scores that high.
1: But you, life. but you know what though? That's when the league was littered with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, Matthew
0: Stafford, M- Matt
1: Ryan, Phillip they, Rivers. This is when all of them Russell were in their Wilson, prime,
0: like young Russell Wilson. Yeah. At that. They, um. You, I mean, it was yeah.
1: They would. These dudes were in their prime, balling, man.
0: Like we all had two quarterbacks. Some of us carried three, and there was still hell. A even uh, of what gyms. you call it?
1: Even Matt Schaub was balling that year. It, that, man, man? Yeah, that was and a crazy year. That's
0: before I started figuring out the scoring like we have it now yeah so just imagine if we had that league with the scoring like i have it now bro we would have seen 400 point games
1: oh you know what uh i was asked this by somebody um that listens i want to make it clear that we have a standard league we don't have a ppr league because he would like the guy was like um man the players y'all talking about, I would never draft him in my league. I was like, what kind of league you running? And he was like, oh, I have a PPR league. I said, oh, yeah, we play we play standard. I mean, you, of course, play PPR, but for the most part, our league is just a standard league, and yep. then you tweak the scoring system.
0: It's a standard yeah. league with some hella incentives yeah. involved. And it's simply, it's the same as you would look at. But let, me, let me explain it for those who don't fully grasp the concept. So we took. The standard scoring, and I essentially incentivized it the way that an NFL player's contract is incentivized. So 300 yard games, 400 yard games for quarterbacks, 100 yard receiving games for receivers, 200 if they get there, even, you know, running backs, 100, sometimes 150, sometimes 200. I incentivized everything above that century mark. Mm -hmm. I did the same, and what I did with that on top now, what I did though was different. I don't, I've never in my life seen a league that does this, except for ours, is I turned the defense into a viable p- player. Yeah. Because now you have credit for three and outs. You have credits for fourth down stops. The sacks. Like, the only thing I didn't give the defense was return yards. It's the only thing I didn't give because your defense is obviously your special team as well. Yes, you still get your return touchdowns and all that yeah. other stuff, but I the, turned the defense return to return a viable... Return yards are null and void anyway. I'm, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Like, because you never know who the hell that's going to be. Yeah. But... And now we start two defenses. So you have two viable options. And you now have to draft a little bit differently because if you look at last year. Yeah, man. Hey. Somebody had the Patriots defense and they put up 45 points last year.
1: I had, ooh, who did I have? I had somebody in one week. They went crazy.
0: Probably was the Bills.
1: I think it was the Bills. I think
0: you had the Bills and the Vikings last year. Yeah. Yeah. The
1: the Bills defense went crazy one week. They did.
0: The Bills put up. Man, the Bills put up thirty-eight points. Yeah, they
1: they saved my yeah, week because th- that points. was the th- I think that was the week Derrick Henry got hurt, yeah. and they saved the week for me. I was like, well, hell, okay.
0: So what okay, we did right. <laughs> also is I I got rid of the kicker. Yeah, the kicker. Eh, I didn't think the kicker was as viable. Some people hate that personally. I don't care. To I think the, the kicker, kicker is
1: viable in the PPR league. I don't, oh yeah, but yeah. in
0: the league that we have, it's not. So now that's why this year we're also going to have. A defensive player. Yeah. So now you have three defensive, essentially three defensive starters yeah. that are going to play on top of your quarterback, receivers, and all this, of that. This is gonna, it's gonna
1: make it interesting A draft.
0: I'm I'm curious to see how this draft is gonna go.
1: I just want to know when Aaron Donald is gonna get taken. Somebody is gonna jump the I, gun.
0: I bet you right now, CJ takes him.
1: Oh yes, but but I'm saying I'm just saying somebody's gonna jump the gun too early, like I said, and they're gonna miss out on something. Who so
0: who's the one player in our league that jumps the gun? Is Earl in the football league?
1: No. Okay,
0: he should yeah. be, but yeah. I don't know how much NFL he really be getting down like that.
1: No, he don't really. I just, but, I just, I just he he he's the he's the guy that does it in basketball every year. So but,
0: no, but CJ <laughs> is the same one that took Aaron Rodgers like in the second round last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, remember, he was the first one that took a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. He was the first one that drafted a defense. Yeah, He drafted yeah, yeah. a defense, like, fifth hey, round, I think didn't
1: want to. I didn't want to say nothing, but I
0: didn't – As matter of fact, I think
1: I texted you and was like, is
0: this dude serious? We did text about it because I was at Chili's in Corpus when we hey, was drafted. I was like – Aaron
1: Rodgers wasn't – I not, was
0: like, wait a minute. Now, mind you, it was his MVP season, but – So? But <laughs> did it help CJ win the league? <laughs> no.
1: I don't, I don't think uh, – you know, Aaron Rodgers deserved to, to win MVP last year or whatever, but... False. Um, Tom Brady should have won. No. Um, but we're just, we just going to agree to disagree on that one. Fair enough. Um, I'm just... Uh,
0: yeah, I know my so, phone rang earlier. Today.
1: Yeah. Uh, but I think he, he drafted Aaron... Because there was other viable options at that point that will give you more points... That, I mean, quarterbacks give you obviously the most points, but you could you could pretty much plug and play a quarterback in any given week. You need to be going for skill play. Mm, I'm letting out too much information.
0: I know, I know exceptional fantasy football yeah. players who stream quarterbacks almost weekly. Yeah, because depending on the size of your league, there's there's ways to do it. Yeah. I used to, I used to be a, I was a professional of streaming defenses. I could stream defenses like nobody. But I, I drafted my defense that I would keep for the entire season. Yep. But I would stream if I knew based on a matchup, like if somebody was playing the Giants or if somebody was playing like the Texans. I was like, yeah, I got to start this defense this week because they gonna you know fall out. Yeah, I know. I named your two teams. Really?
1: I'm you know what? Let's 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 get into the sh- into shout outs and d- 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 oh
0: my god, I'm being petty because we there's also a big um, it's a big rivalry matchup coming up on Sunday. It is time for the Red Sox and Yankees to go at it again. Yeah. And we are currently sitting behind the Yankees in the standings right now. The Yankees are up. they up yeah, 13, the, the 13 Astros, games. The Astros are, too. Well, I don't concern. We're in the same division with the Yankees. The Astros are irrelevant <laughs> to me. I will deal with the Yankees. I mean, deal with the Astros when I see them in the playoffs. I got to deal with my own division right now. I got the Blue Jays on my ass, and I got the Yankees in front of us. So I got to.
1: I still think, bo- I think Boston is going gonna, to gonna sneak in in the wild card. I do.
0: Boston is currently sitting at. Fourth in the AL will be fine. Yeah, I, I think Boston I'm is going. I'm to... concerned about that. Because I
1: just... I, b- baseball has the hardest playoff to get into. I feel like, I, because, I mean, especially with the NFL just adding a team, it's so hard to. Because if you got to play that damn wild card game, bro, it could go left or right real quick.
0: But I'm also not opposed to the NFL having essentially half the league in the playoffs.
1: You mean like the NBA? When yeah. the, and the NBA has more than half. The
0: only difference is I wish the NBA would actually take the top half. The NFL, for the most part, it is the top half. Minus if you just have that one year where you have a division with three teams that win double digit games, but for the most part, it's typically the the upper half See, of the I, league that makes the playoffs. I kind of like I
1: kind of uh, I kind of like the way basketball does it because the only time that winning your division matters now is if it's a tiebreaker because they essentially started taking the eight best teams from one conference and the eight best teams from another conference I wish they would just take the top 16 teams because you remember that year in the West where everybody had 50 something wins yeah some and then the East only the top three teams had 50 wins and everybody mm-hmm. else fell off so
0: like that's just something that's just something I'm not the biggest fan like I don't like I don't even know why they have divisions in the NBA
1: there's no need for them they're
0: literally irrelevant. Yeah. Like they are. They're they're really. Now,
1: I wouldn't even put up a division a division banner in the NBA. Put one up in the NFL though.
0: Absolutely. But like if I'm the if I'm the NBA now stick with four divisions, two in the east, two in the west. Now you might have something potentially compelling. Maybe. That,
1: that's pretty good because Because
0: now, let's just say let's play this game. Let's say they do that, you no, know, they talked about this this mid-season tournament, right? Yeah. Let's say you did that. Let's say you've had four divisions in the NBA. one, Two in the West, two in the East. That's four teams that could play in this tournament. You take the best players from those four divisions, you make four teams, and let them play. Now it's essentially like an all-star game that might be more entertaining than the, than the actual all-star
1: game. Oh, it'll definitely be more entertaining than the regular all-star game. So
0: um <laughs> Now, that also depends on, like, now, if, like, in the West, you couldn't put you couldn't put the Lakers and the Clippers in the same division. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you'd have to put them separate.
1: Right, you kind of got to do it like football yeah, because yeah, like, Houston, Houston and Dallas are in separate divisions. Yeah, right.
0: And, like now now that just means that, you know, you might have LA Lakers in Golden State or you might have the LA Clippers in Golden State. Depending Wait, on how you but you but want, if you, how break you it, want to play it?
1: If you're breaking it up in four divisions, with California specifically? Just put one team in every division.
0: Well, you can't because if you have two in the east and two in the west, you got you got uh-huh. to split them in half. So you got to split the half in half. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm thinking of it NCAA style. No, yeah. now, that w-
0: now, that would be great. That would be cool. If we ever did something like that, yeah. I, how do you think that would go? If you took the top 16 teams in the NBA for the playoff and did it NCAA style.
1: I've been advocating this for years, and you know this. But I'm
0: like, all right, so let's do that. It, let's it, say you take the top four records, and that's your north, south, east, west, number ones. Yes. And then fill it up from there, and yes. then Yes. It would be that to me freaking would freaking like, amazing. If they won't do that for the NBA playoffs, that's probably the format they should use for the midseason tournament.
1: Not not only that, the thing the thing that would be compelling and even better about it, you can pretty much have two number one teams. Or le- when I say number one teams, I'm not talking somebody potentially gets hurt during the regular season. And now you know, so they they get they get knocked off in the second round on accident or something. But you know, that's the best team. It it pretty much essentially eliminates like Golden State versus San Antonio in the, in the Western Conference Finals as opposed to them being in the finals. Yeah, which is it it, it the Grizzlies and 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 Golden State. Could have made it to the finals. I could've mean, you been, know, Jaw ja got hurt, but I that mean, it
0: could have also been like you know an elite eight or final four matchup. Yeah, it been even more compelling, you know.
1: Yeah, and I still, I still, the NBA needs to go ahead and drop that first round series back to five, bro. I,
0: I completely agree. I, it it I was. Think, I think it will put more urgency on the series. It, it
1: was a need for it at one point in the two thousands, where it w- the, the teams were just loaded with superstars in the West.
0: So how much more? embarrassing do you think it would have been knowing that, like, Brooklyn got swept? Being, like, I think the only team that got swept this year in a five-games series as opposed to a seven-game series. So, what, was that, Ooh, three games? Three
1: games. Ooh.
0: Yeah, beating three straight?
1: Yeah, they would have, they they definitely blowing that
0: team up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I kind of missed that. I remember we used to have a five-games, and then we had a seven-games in, like, the, like, conference in the finals. Yeah. But... Everything is about ratings and more sports on TV. So Yeah, but ain't nobody watching these one versus eight games. You know, I like the idea of the play in. I'm not opposed it. to it. I was at first because I didn't, I didn't I just something about it just felt like it was forced.
1: Well, you know what? Maybe that's true, but that that play-in matchup we got was it last year with, with LeBron versus Curry? Yeah, that was that was TV gold.
0: Not to mention, we also did get, we got Memphis and Golden State. Yeah. And that was when Golden State was, like, crawling.
1: Yeah, and like and They Memphis were so decimated.
0: Out. They were crawling, and Memphis knocked them off.
1: Yeah. I, man, that the playing, the playing is dope. What I think, I wish the NBA would, because they play seven games, obviously they can't give anybody a bye, you know, a series bye. But if they were to ever give the number, that would be the reward for being number 1 in either conference.
0: I I what I the only thing I would do different for the play in, I would not include the number 7 seed. Because those teams are playing for the last playoff right. position. It should be 8 9 10 11. Yeah. The 7 seed should essentially be the last locked That's, in playoff that position. That
1: is the mid-season tournament we need. <laughs>
0: yeah, because why would I if I'm the 7 seed, yeah, that means I didn't win enough games, but I'm the 7 out of 8. Yeah, second to last, but I still made the playoffs. In a normal setting, I make the playoff. Why am I having to play for my spots where the 8th seed or the ninth seed could jump both of us and be now the 7th seed when it should be everybody fighting for that last spot? Yeah. And it should be 8, 9, 10, 11.
1: And then at the end of the season, uh, 12, th- is its is it 32 or 30 in the NBA? I always I get wanna confused. I want to say 30. Right, because m- more than half of the team makes it. Okay, so whoever doesn't make that play in – Put them all in the tournament to play for the number one draft pick because I am tired of tanking.
0: Have them play for and take the lottery
1: Take the lottery away and and have, have them, them play. Because
0: now, now you're playing for the top ten picks. Yeah. Now, here's where that gets tricky though. What if you have what if you've had a situation like Brooklyn where you've traded a bunch of your picks? And let's say you're you like, let's go Boston a couple years ago. And Boston, let's say Boston was the 12th seed. You're now playing for what would have been that Jason Tatum, that Jalen Brown draft pick. Well, they, I think they'd have they to put
1: in like a condition. Because
0: what if I am if I know for a fact that I have a top top five protected pick from Brooklyn, something like that, and I make it, and let's say I finish number seven, do I lose that top five spot?
1: Very compelling. Like, there's some logistics we, that still we, need we, to be lined up. We're out. gonna dive more into this at a later day. I'm yeah, we're gonna have to work out some kinks, but man.
0: Yeah, well that's that's a good um that's a good deep dive kind Adam Silver, give
1: me a call, bro. We we got some stuff hey, let's to talk on, about. Hey,
0: Adam Silver, let's get on the Zoom, man. Man. We can do it. Let's get on the Zoom, we'll Hell make it yeah. live. We'll do a live, we'll do a live interview if Adam Silver wants to you know, We just wanna get, you know, let's all talk about it.
1: Because he, he has some good stuff. He, like the, the whole round robin thing was just was him. Yeah. So
0: all right, so I know we talked about getting into the, the shout-outs and the local brews, but I want to go ahead and I want to get Mr. Noble's words going. He just actually shot me a message. He's, uh, he's currently live on Twitch right now. Mm. Um, he I don't know what he's playing right now, but um, here we go. So we, we were having a great conversation earlier, but we'll get into that. So he sent me this Monday, and, of course, Monday was Independence Day, so happy America Day for those of some I know there's some who have their mixed feelings about the country we live in. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. That's the great part of living in America. You, yeah. You're allowed to. Like I said, I'm going to leave it at that. So what he said there was happy independence. Let's take a look at the implications of independence. This country didn't know the first thing about running autonomously, but they did know that they were fed up with the circumstances under which they loved, they loved their lives, lived their lives, but that should, probably should have said. They decided that their disdain for the state of their lives outweighed the uncertainty of independence. We can take inspiration in our own lives from this. In life, sometimes we attempt to shy away from change due to the unknown. Sometimes, to be freed from something, we must press forward with no knowledge other than acknowledging that we would rather be in a different place. This week, I challenge us to march forward to liberty. Empowered by the understanding that our dedication to independence is strength enough. Mm. I've said this outside of the podcast. I say this to my, my middle school athletes. I say this to my soldiers. Do not be afraid of change. Sometimes when things are going a certain way, That uncomfortable change is exactly what needs to happen because something keeps going wrong and we don't know what it is. Yep. And you know what? You got to get comfortable being uncomfortable.
1: That's the only way to grow.
0: If you're not comfortable being uncomfortable, you're not living life. You're inside of a box and you think the world is perfect. First of all, you're not bubble boy. Get the fuck about the bubble and live your life. (laughs) Sometimes you got to take a leap of faith for my Assassin's Creed player. Sometimes you got to leap off that cliff one time and just, you know, let it be. And it's okay. It is okay to take a leap of faith and fall flat on your face. Yeah, that's what I did. Guess what? Get up. Try again. Jump off a different one. Keep pressing forward. Stop getting comfortable. This goes for everybody. Anybody who's out there who wants to get something done. If you're going about it the same way and you're not seeing the results you want to see, that means you need to make a change somewhere. Sit down. Write it down. Look at the pattern. Figure out where it's going wrong. Make it happen. Take that part out of it. Insert something new. Something that might be a little different. Something that might change the whole dynamic of what you're doing. And get it done. Period. I don't know any other way to say it but that. like That's that's the best way I can say it. Mr. Noble, I appreciate that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that's a very um, good one. To jump back on to uh, 4th of July. Like I said, we said Happy America Day. Um, I can say in 2006 and 2007, the 4th of July did not mean the same to me as it did in 2012 and 2013. I say that because I didn't fully grasp the the whole land of the free, home of the brave, the whole mm-hmm. being a patriot, being being proud of the country, all this good stuff until I deployed the first time. So the first time that I actually, you know, deployed overseas and then I actually came home to that, that hero's welcome. All those, everybody's seen those videos on TikTok and Facebook. You know, so you see the soldiers coming home and the families crying and all that stuff. Until you've experienced something like that for the first time, your whole perspective is just different. And I say that because even to this day now, when I hear the Star Spangled Banner, when I hear Let Freedom Ring, when I hear all that stuff, yes, I understand we have all these different social issues and everything else that go on in this world but i'm telling you right now there are worse places to live in the world than the united states of america.
1: well in, in america you, you you're allowed to have social issues
0: guess what <laughs> try that in uh try that in a foreign country and talk about the government and see what happened yeah it's getting locked up
1: remember the kids that got locked up for, for listening to the song happy
0: yeah i mean look if you really don't like it guess what hey you can go live in north korea where everything is controlled by the government, including what you watch on TV, when you watch TV, how you watch TV, what you watch on TV, what you eat, when you shop, when you sleep. Everything is controlled by the government. You can add that if you want to. Your choice. Or, you know, I won't talk about the next part I'm talking about because it ties into my Real Talk segment. Okay. But um, So let's get into these shout-outs in our local brews. All right. Normally, I provide the show with the local brews, but DJ Michael B pulled up today and was like, hey, I got something for you. And I was like, What? What you got? Pulled up with some local brews <clears throat> from the H of all places. So yes. Mike B, take it away, my brother. What do you got for us?
1: Today, we got a brew from Eureka Heights Brew right here in H-Town, Texas. This is called Buckle Bunny. Surprisingly, I did not get it at H-E-B. Here, everything's better. I got it at a gas station up the street for my job. <laughs> um, so it says getting lucky. Cream Ale, I'm guessing it's going to be more of a cream soda kind of beer. I don't know. Eureka Heights? Surprise me. Okay. Let's get it in. Let's go. Hmm. hmm. I don't really know what to say.
0: It tastes like a blonde to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It tastes like, it. A, like a typical blonde, like pale ale. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. They use cream ale. I like it though. So, yeah, I'm with, I'm with it. it. <laughs> I'm definitely with it. Oh, so get it started. What you got with a shout out, man? Huh?
1: Oh, man. My shout out is going to be for a very, very special, special person in my life. And no, it's not a girlfriend or a wife. Wow, wow. It's someone, it, yeah, yeah, it's someone even more important than either one of them could be to me right now. It, it's it our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> they, they're not important. It's not more important than the Lord. But, This person has been at every episode that we have done. Every single episode. She has a birthday this week. She is turning one. So I'm going to give my shout out to the baby girl, Calissa,
0: your daughter. Milk dud. Milk dud. That's my daughter, man. She'll be one years old tomorrow. She a little under the weather right now, but she knocked out right now, of course. In case y'all don't know, he is serious. She is in every episode because right next to me is the baby monitor where I can literally watch her sleep while I'm recording. Yeah. If something happened, I have two cameras in her room, so I'm always watching what's going on. We have the second camera, so while while Mama Bear is at work, she can look at this other camera so we can both kind of keep an eye. That way, in case I am asleep because she works overnight, if she sees something, she can call me. Because the beautiful thing about iPhones is we have this thing called um, emergency bypass. So even if my phone is on vibrate, when she calls me,
1: my, my ring. phone ring
0: rings. Oh, that's pretty dope. So if something actually, if something goes on and I'm asleep, she calls me, I hear this loud ass ringtone. I wake up because she might catch something that I mm-hmm. might I may miss. So it's just another safety thing, you know? Yeah, because so,
1: like most people, the phone go on, do not disturb. Exactly. When you go to
0: sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So with emergency bypass, no matter what I put my phone on, do not disturb. Whenever, it, unless it's airplane mode, the phone rings when Mama Bear calls and when my teenager calls. Okay. So now, mind you, that's not the case right now because obviously we're recording. But, yeah. You know, my phone's sitting in my lap, so it'll vibrate and I'll feel it. So my shout out. First of all, I appreciate you shouting out, uh, baby girl, in the first place. That was that's, I appreciate that. Um, my shout out's a little different. Um, still very important. It, it's not someone very important to me it's something an organization extremely important to me so in so um we were talking about july 4th and um my shout out actually is to the texas army national guard because what the texas army national guard did for me is more reasons why i'm extremely appreciative of the country that i live in i joined in 2007 i was a junior in high school Mm -hmm. i was at a interesting time in my life i was at a crossroads to quote Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I was, I was that kid, you know, go through school, A B student. You no, know, didn't really have no disciplinary problems, nothing like that. And then junior year happened. And just went on this like downward spiral of shit after shit after shit to a point where I, me and a friend of mine who were still friends to this day actually got suspended from school for popping fireworks in a trash can at the school <laughs> because, <laughs> When, uh, when these fireworks went off, Mrs. H, at the time, the dance instructor had so happened to come out of the dance hall and it went right off by that trash can and it was caught on camera. And she about had a heart attack. Oh, man. When when uh, Mr. Hall showed us that video, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I would have laughed. I died laughing in the principal's office. I was like, bro. Now, I bring that up because prior to that, I had gotten in trouble on a choir trip. We went, mm. to, South, we went to South Padre. I was 17 at the time. I don't think I have to get into much detail on Mm-mm. how trouble happened. But what mm. I will say is that it was a it wasn't my fault. It wasn't any of the upperclassmen's fault. My uh <laughs> my choir director who uh, DJ Michael B knows very well cuz yeah. we know each other's choir director Michael yeah. very well. She was that, was that was mama. That that was Mama C right there. So, Mama did what any mama would do. She interrogated each of us one by one and she figured out who she could break. And we had one underclassman with us and boy, she broke him quick. (laughs) My man, my man didn't last five minutes, boy. He was crying. He was bloodshot red. He was man. She broke him. He told the whole story. Oh, this dude tripping. If he would have kept the story like it was, we'd have been all right. Like we had gotten, there was no evidence brought back from Padre. None. Not this was nothing like drugs or anything like that. This was alcohol because teenagers, padre, duh. There was no evidence brought back from padre to he, to Baytown, so there was no evidence except for what he said. And when he said it, she did what any any teacher with a great moral compass, which is what Mama C had, and she told the principal. And then it was all she wrote. Uh, we spent. Some time at SCGC, also known as Alternative School, basically, for those who who don't know that. Um, So we had a very unique group of individuals who got in trouble because one of them was the captain of the football team. One of them was a high-ranking member in the FFN, Future Farmers of America. One of us was the junior class president and the captain of the track team. And the other was the captain of the cheer managers. So these were not just your typical athletes who got in trouble. These were prominent individuals. And we had a young underclassman who was young in his FFA career. So this was an interesting dynamic because we also had AP classes. If you know anything about alternative schools like that, they don't teach AP classes. No. So we were self-taught government, economics, and... A couple and I had a CSI investigations class I was actually also taking that I was self teaching myself forensics. Mind you, I'll never in my life do that ever again. Um, but I bring that up because during that summer when I knew that I was just in trouble, I, I was working a summer job, worked to, to the work store. shout out to the Baytown Workstores mm-hmm. for helping helping us get summer jobs, helping me pay for my <clears throat> school clothes. It's basically what I did it for was pay for my school clothes. Um I was doing research on the military. Like I looked at all the branches, I was like, I gotta figure it out. And I came down to like uh, the Marines, and Navy, and the National Guard. And I was like, hmm. I just kept digging and digging. And I was like, well, the National Guard, I can join, stay home, get paid to go to college. You know, I may deploy. I may not. I didn't know very much about it. But I ended up going to an office, talked to, um at the time, um Staff Sergeant Aaron, Don- uh, Aaron Daniels, who is still a close friend of mine to this day. We're still very much close because my prior recruiter to that almost uh, messed up a few things. But we won't talk about that. And um, yeah, 15 years later, I'm still here. Still active. And they gave me a shot. They gave me a chance to uh, become a part of the AGR program, which is the active guard program. So I'm essentially an active duty army member who is serving as a recruiter now. So I got a chance to literally bring stability to my household and to my family. So that is why my shout out, I apologize for the long windedness, is to the Texas Army National Guard. Whatever people want to say about whatever branches of service, hey, man, do your thing. But I have learned everything I know from the National Guard. I have used every benefit there is. I have used credentialing assistance. I, I obtained my master fitness trainer certification through them. I attained my strength conditioning certification through them. They sent me to a school where I rappelled out of a fucking helicopter. Like, I've done a lot of cool shit. I got a lot of cool stories I get to tell my daughter when she's old enough to remember. That's enough pretty enough dope. Like, Man, my dad did this. Like, you know, I could tell my daughter that I cast And she's like, what's that? It's like, I jumped out of a helicopter into a body of water onto a raft and swam to a, you know, and rode that thing to shore and conducted a mission. And I can show her YouTube videos. And she's like, oh my God, my dad did that. So my daughter, when she has career day, has the coolest dad there because I've done all this cool stuff. And everybody was like, oh, my dad's a chef. Like, yeah, you cook. I cook too, but I cook with explosives.
1: It's funny it's funny that you say that you, you jumped out the plane because earlier you said uh jump off the cliff and just jump. <laughs> just jump.
0: I did. I did go skydiving two years ago. So still waiting on DJ Microbox. Oh, did, I, that
1: that that's on my bucket list to do this year for my birthday.
0: Hey, I told you we can go in the fall, bro. Yeah. The best time to go is in October. Okay. So don't be surprised if you hear about uh DJ Michael Box's first experience skydiving. I'm telling you right now, my first experience was electric
1: scared I, out my mind but i'm gonna do scared bro. bro
0: i'm telling you you're not gonna you are not going to you gonna have time to be scared when that when that feeling hits you how you feel about roller coasters oh no i love roller coasters you're gonna love skydiving oh, okay <laughs> it's like a whole different level of high like it they're gonna say things that are making nervous like you're gonna free fall for fourteen thousand feet you don't realize that you're also traveling at 120 miles an hour
1: okay that's a little fourteen thousand feet wasn't that that is scary
0: so you're trying you're You're falling at 120 miles an hour. After
1: after looking up all these videos of skydiving, the only thing I'm really scared of is landing the correct way. Did You
0: You saw my video? Yeah. I slid like I was sliding (laughs) the whole plate, but I was like, skirt! (laughs) So, it was cool. And I think we got lucky because ours did get delayed because it decided to rain a little bit. So our grass was wet. So yeah, we straight up just said, pull up, skirt! And that's what happened. It was great. I slid like 20 feet. That shit was dope. Like one of the greatest experiences of my life. Everybody should try it. Everybody should try something that they absolutely think they would never do before. I never thought I would skydive. I've done all kind of crazy shit in the military. I never thought I would skydive. First time I did it, I can't wait to go again. I know Mama Bear can't wait to go again because we went at the same time. It was great. So whether it's skydiving, whether it's, you know, rock climbing, whatever it is you want to go do. You want to go climb Mount Everest? Hey, man, do your thing, man. But get out there and try it one time. It won't hurt a thing. Hey, I'm with that. So I know we didn't hit y'all with a um with a what if segment this week. That's because we took a we took a pause on that. We'll come back with something harder for y'all next week. Cause there's a few few topics on the what if that we hadn't really covered the way that I think we know we can cover, mm-hmm. especially on some of the WWE stuff that we mm. like we just had money in the bank this past weekend and all kinds of fuckery happened.
1: Hey, Raw was for the first time I felt like Raw Raw did a promo the correct way with Lashley and uh the Money in the Bank one whose name oh, I can't think of. Theories punk ass. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was
1: that's that was a good promo at least on Lashley's part. I don't really
0: care about Theories I much, was but. I was I was a little I was a little upset with some of the way the men's Money in the Bank match ended. I was I was happy the way the women's ended. I knew it was probably gonna end that way anyway. We were all pushing for Liv Morgan, so happy it went that way.
1: How about that RKO? On Monday,
0: man, <laughs> Riddle got that shit down. <laughs> Riddle should have won Money in the Bank, but anyway, yeah. we'll save that for uh, another. So we've taken care of that. So y'all know what time it is. It's that time of the show. It's time to get into the real talk.
1: Ooh. So
0: we were talking about this in our miniature production meeting, and I kind of I couldn't figure out how I wanted to approach it. So. I said, all right, fuck it. I'll just approach it this way. So, the way I'm approaching this topic is very simple stop glorifying wrongdoers. Oh, hell yeah. And I say that because there are different groups in this world, whether it's, you know, minority groups, whether it's the rich, whether it's the middle class, you want to break it down by race, however you want to break it down. Something will happen. To an individual and that group that supports that individual whether they were a criminal or, or, or if they were even if they're a criminal and they will support that person as if they're a hero and i'm like wait a minute why are you glorifying this person like make it make sense like let's look at like okay like now i'm not going to get into those those crazy situations we dealt with last year, like when we dealt with like like George Floyd, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was man, that was hard, that was hard. Like, cause that first of all, no human, human being, don't care what color you are, no human, yeah. deserved that. I don't care what he did. He didn't not like that while everyone's watching, while everyone's recording. Like you, first of all, no, no, that that's all I'm gonna say about that is no, but. You know in the news, you've been watching it. You know, we've currently got the uh the case going on with uh with Brittany Griner. Of course, everybody and their mom is upset. Well, not everybody. A good amount of people yeah, yeah. are, you know, they're upset and you're like, Oh my god, you know, if this and I've seen some ridiculous stuff. And this is why I brought this up because I saw I saw this today on Facebook. Was it the
1: coach for the Mercury?
0: No, 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 no. I it was no, it was one of it was somebody, a friend of mine that posted it. Okay. And when I saw it, like not, well, not when when he, he posted it, but then like it was the comments. I just read the comments and the comments just really just started. I'm like, okay. So they were like, oh, if this was LeBron James, he would have been out by the weekend or this, that, and the other. And I'm like, first of all, LeBron is a billionaire and LeBron ain't finna be trying to smuggle cannabis oil. Let's just start with that. Like, let's just let's start with the simple part of this. Like, if you know anything about the history of LeBron James, that man ain't got a blemish on his record. No, as a man. Nope, as a man that man has not a single blemish. So that's the horrible example to use. And they even say stuff like like Tom Brady. I'm like, okay. Again, Tom Brady as a man, there's not of a blemish on his record. Say what you want about the things that have happened in the NFL because of certain gates, but as a man, Tom Brady ain't got no blemish like that. Right now, we are talking about an American citizen. So I'm going to make this into a blanket thing because that's what it is. It's an American citizen going to a foreign country, breaking a foreign law, and now you're bound and being held accountable by that foreign law. Stop me when I'm saying something wrong here. Okay, I'll take your silence and acceptance. So... Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to break the bad news to you, but if you're an American citizen and you go to a foreign country and you break the law, you are now being held liable under the same laws of that country in which you broke the law of. And in case you ain't never decided to do a little Google search. Yeah, man. um, Yeah. The laws in other countries, specifically Europe, are a lot harsher than they are here in America. America good about slapping people on the wrist. That, that's,
1: that's why there's barely crime in a lot of other countries.
0: Like, there's certain things where you're just like, nah. Like it's 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 a lot. Like, you go to certain like there's I I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. So like yeah. I even listen to one where there was this American kid out of a uh, Cincinnati. He was a college student. Went to North Korea, and they did some type of like American like they basically allowed americans to go to north korea to see the country but it's very as soon as you get there it's very structured you get off the plane you're only allowed to go to this place you go to the hotel you're not allowed to go to these floors all this type of stuff like that so this kid has a camcorder he's recording goes up to the i think it's like the fourth floor where you're not allowed to go to and it's got all this american propaganda you know america's bad all this stuff so he's recording all this stuff ends up taking a poster so gets back to his hotel room, thinks everything's all honky-dory, then goes to the airport, gets stopped at the checkpoint, gets brought back to the room, gets checked. They find this poster. That man never boy, kid, excuse me, never boards the plane. That kid ends up in a concentration camp in North Korea. That kid does not get saved, quote unquote, for eighteen months. That kid died because he had a lot of organ failures because of the manual labor in the concentration camps because he broke the law in a foreign country. Like, now, mind you, I understand everybody is upset. Well, those that are invested are upset. But you've got to look at it like you've got to stop glorifying people that have done wrong. Yeah. Like, like, as an American, you're not... You don't have a uh you don't have a fucker you don't have a fuck off card in other countries. They looking to lock your ass up real quick in other countries. Oh, oh, you think you're an American because you think because you're free, you no homie, you free in North America. You free in the USA, you ain't free in Europe, you ain't free in London, you ain't free in Africa, you ain't free in Australia, you ain't free in Japan, China, North Korea, South Korea, Taiwan.
1: Hell, um, on the flip side of that. We from we're from Texas. We don't even have to take it that far. All gun laws leaving Texas aren't the same. You're not even supposed to carry a gun across state borders. Do y'all really want to know the penalty for some of these states for crossing the border with a gun? And then you're probably gonna have to come back to Texas and do time for doing it too. I'm telling you. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I understand why people are like, man, all she all she had was some cannabis oil and this and that. But I know everywhere in America doesn't look at cannabis as a drug, but guess what? There's still hella countries in this world is like, nope, weed is no. It's a drug. Can't use it, can't have it. I mean, she plays basketball in Russia. She obviously knew. Yeah. She plays basketball. It's, it's not like it happened. And she didn't know it wasn't illegal. She plays in Russia, and 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 she still did it anyway. It sucks, you know what I'm saying? It it, it sucks because she's an American, she's an American citizen who's locked up in a foreign country. But my my biggest issue is now that athletes are speaking out about it, and it's not even really issues. Just they're speaking out, they're speaking out about it, talking about. They America needs to bring her home. This and that, like, bro, no, she's, she's in prison in another country, you know. What I'm so, they want to give a Russian inmate up in swap for Brittany Grinder coming home. Mm-hmm. Your your example there. I promise you, there's some kid or adult in North Korea that did something that they didn't know was illegal, and they're locked up, and
0: nobody has spoken a word about that. I mean listen. I give you one right now. 32-year-old US citizen Joshua Samuel Aaron has been in a Moscow jail for a visa violation since last May. So obviously now on the flip side of that Aaron was also wanted by the FBI for the largest known Wall Street hack, 100 million JP Morgan customer bank account. So he's bad guy. I know,
1: uh, You know what? If he would have just took it from the bank only, I'd have been like, okay, not that bad. But if you take it from people that got accounts, come on,
0: dog. You've got George Hager, who's a Belarusian-born U.S. citizen, who's been in jail for trying to sell a position to the Russian Federal Agency for Fishery to a Russian businessman for like $7 million, basically a big-time fraud thing. 64-year-old... Era David Lang. I don't know who that is, but he should he should be don't care what country and that motherfucker need to be dead already. But he's been <laughs> in jail for the creation and distribution of pornographic material to include child porn. So that motherfucker needs to just throw his ass in a oh, volcano man. or something and keep it moving. But anyway, So that's just some
1: the visa violation just has to suck, man.
0: Yeah, like um, so November, in November, 47-year-old U.S. citizen James. Vincent, I'm gonna say this last name around, I think Wilgis, who'd been working as a music teacher in Russia for three years, was imprisoned in Moscow. Uh hold on, doesn't say why. Oh, he needs to oh he needs to die too. Um he was um in DC with a child. We'll say it like that. Oh boy. Like, so there's just like I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, locked up in other countries. For obviously those crimes we list are a lot worse, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and people are going to take it out of context and be like, well, she just had cannabis. They're doing this.
0: Yeah, but cannabis isn't legal in everywhere. It's not even legal in all 50 states. Exactly. Like, in America.
1: I live in Texas. It ain't legal here.
0: Even though we have dispensaries here. Yeah, I don't understand how that works. Yeah, make it make sense, right? Like, you literally can see Delta THC shops everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, man, I don't understand. But, hey, that's not for me to understand because I don't do it anyway.
1: I don't do it anyway.
0: But... The point I'm making is very simple. If you travel to another country, especially one you're not very familiar with, you might want to familiarize yourself with certain laws. On the off chance that you decide, hey, you want to go party harder than everybody else, that might be the last time you party.
1: And I hate to tell y'all this, uh, but you seen, have you, you ever watched the uh, Pitch Perfect franchise? Yes. Okay, so in Pitch Perfect 2, there's a comment made and I'm going to bring it up. They were like, what if we win the world? And he was like, they started laughing. was like, the whole world hates America. <laughs> like, Listen, they just wait for an American to slip up in their country to take them to jail. Like, oh you, oh, you didn't know the rules. Sucks to be you. You should have done your research.
0: Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not over here telling y'all not to support. I'm not saying that I don't support. Yeah. But what I am saying is, don't... Don't make it into a situation where it's like she's completely innocent. Don't even
1: make it into a situation where y'all glorify for being some hero. Um, you know, because you know, I say it's different if she out on a mission and then she gets caught and it's like, damn, when well, she was doing a mission for us and it's you know, what I'm just don't even make it nothing like that. She literally got on a plane with weed. Don't know how she made out of America with weed going to Russia in the first damn place, but whatever. Obviously she had it concealed well enough and got into the country and the other country found found it. What exactly does that say about American uh, airports?
0: I mean, TSA is pretty pretty ruthless. I don't know. Because I tried to bring a can of Bang one time and they was like, nah, fam, you got to drink that or throw that away. And I was like, damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they ain't playing that. So, well you going you can only carry what like a two ounce? No, nah, they don't want you to carry nothing. It's like a like a can, like no can, no carton. Oh. No. Mm. So I had to, and man, so I had to had to chug it. I wasn't throwing away a perfectly good bang. It wasn't happening. I bet that was a wide awake plane ride. I don't really sleep on a plane anyway. I'm usually pretty awake on plane rides. Mm. But that that's what I got there. I'm sure there's gonna be some people that are upset. Listen, like I said. I'm not a hater. I'm just, I just want people to be more open-minded and look at the situation as a whole. Now, if it comes to find out that they planted some shit, Hey man, run their ass through the coals. You're damn right. But if it comes out the other way and she knowingly knows that she had, you know, what she, what she's alleged to have, like it's the same way that people are trying to do the same with Deshaun Watson. They're trying to do the same thing. Listen, listen, Deshaun Watson has been told, sorry, it has been claimed that he has had some sort of, he is had contact interactions with 66 women, and only 26 came out in lawsuits. You do the math. You do the math. There's 40 of them that we ain't even heard from. Yeah. So ain't nobody that I know finna go 66 and 0 in a situation of that magnitude now the Texans (laughs) now you got the Texans potentially being sued like I ain't saying Deshaun Watson is an angel by any means he did settle 24 out of 26 but it should never got to this point I'm just gonna say it like that it should never got to this point I don't know what you millionaires out there doing with all your money but that ain't the move like bro could have went to Las Vegas Bro could have just went downtown. He could have went to downtown with a security team and been just fine. Bissin No, definitely not Bissinette. <laughs> oh, hell no, not Bissinette.
1: Hey, no, hey, hey, nobody on Bissonette tell telling a single soul though. <laughs> I'm
0: not, no. He's gonna nah, He going need a couple of penicillin shots to go down business. Oh, man. But yeah, so that's that's how I'm I'm feeling with that. Just stop glorifying evil individuals. Same with with R. Kelly now, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, man. Look, look. I get it. You know, because I'm one of the ones I was just like, okay, if he did it, he needs to be in jail. If he didn't do it, he needs to be free. But the statue of limitations at a certain point, bruh. And
0: Obviously not because they came after Bill Cosby and he went to jail.
1: Yeah, it's it's not it's not ridiculous that he went to jail. It's just ridiculous that they they sent him to jail just based on pretty much what based on what other people said.
0: Not to mention he won't get out till he's seventy or eighty. So yeah. He's most likely gonna die in prison.
1: Yeah, um,
0: like but take it to a take it to a step tad bit further. Something that doesn't affect. Our generation, but our parents, and well, our grandparents, for that matter. The um, the case of um, damn Emmett Till. Oh, the Emmett Till. One. That one. That one caught me smooth off guard. I'm like, okay. So, you telling me that we had an we found an unserved warrant for a woman who was responsible for a teenage boy to be murdered. And oh, we don't want to prosecute or press charges on her because of her age and her health. And then they said something around the, something along the lines of like, oh, we didn't want to take her away from her kids because she was like a oh, was like a single mom and two kids. No, she wasn't a single mom, sorry, but she had like two kids with her. I'm yeah, like, okay. but it's cool to take a teenage boy from his mother, take his life too. Like, what about Emma Till's mom? Who last time I checked is also still alive. Like, this happened in like the fifties. But I'm like
1: they 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 finally that, that woman,
0: she lied. Yeah. She lied. But and, but but people are but but we're protecting her, not we. I'm saying like Yeah. Know, a group of people are protecting her, and I'm like, why? She is responsible for the death of a child. This is there's one thing about this country that I've learned quickly is that when something happens to a child, we're typically in an uproar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this particular case, we just acting like didn't shit happen. It's been real quiet. Like I've heard none of our, I've heard none of our normal voices that speak right. up. Right. You know, come like
1: I've seen so I've seen people blasting on social media. I've, I've seen like my friends was blasting on social media. So yeah,
0: like I yeah I, I asked about I talking to my mom about it. I was like, what you know, like this is crazy. But I'm like, no, like if you can go after, and I said it in a conversation, my, my, my auntie had posted it, and I was like, listen, if they can go after Bill Cosby in the later, latter stages of his life, and his, at his advanced age can go to jail, so can she. Period. Mind you, what went on with Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby was a lot younger when all that stuff went yeah. down. Yeah. And he went to jail as an old man. Yeah. So what makes you think that this old woman can also go to jail, should go to jail, should be in jail now? What about
1: the young? What about the young girl from like eight years ago, the one that lied and said the five-star NFL recruit player?
0: Oh, the one out of Baylor.
1: Right. And she she lied and said he raped her. Yeah. And then came back years later and said it never happened. She she just wanted to destroy this man's legacy, and nothing happened to her.
0: I'll never that I'll never understand because yeah, they can get her on perjury, but perjury with the right attorney can essentially be reduced to probation and community service, six months at the most. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I've always been an advocate for equal time served.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. He served six years.
0: Like, like she should be serving six years. She ruined his life. Why does she get to be scot-free?
1: You better than me. She needs to serve 12. She needs to serve double for lying. I don't. I'm
0: not. Like said, I'm like fine with just time served because it's it's not it's not a matter of like, because, yeah, you could double it up, but it's not a matter of doubling it up. It's just she or he, whoever lied, whoever did whatever it is they did they need to have their life changed yeah. the same way that that individual that you ruined their life when they were innocent you need to you need to go you need to have that because Yeah,
1: because nothing's going on your record
0: no like this 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 young man and no matter how free he right now,
1: is somebody out there's going to believe he did it any damn way
0: because that's just how that's just kind of
1: court of public opinion
0: exactly so it's like what is he supposed to do but she gets to be scot free like oh it never happened Make it make sense, people. Like make it make sense. So that yeah. was a good real talk. Yeah, I was back and forth. You know, I was like, man, I'm probably gonna piss some people off. But I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. No will. Like sometimes we just need to have that realization: we are glorifying things far too much. There and, you go.
1: And stop glorifying these damn rappers, rappers for that damn racketeering stuff. stuff. My goodness, dog,
0: man, I would. I ain't even get into that, but mm. you did. But I'm with it again. Another successful, great episode of Gentleman's Talk. Yes, sir. Uh, looking good. We, Man, we put some time in on this one. Yeah,
1: we did. Yeah, we so, did.
0: I'm all for it. I love it.
1: Um, Next week, what if we'll be back? Oh, damn, we didn't do a crossover. Next week, the crossover will be back.
0: So, <laughs> we got two things coming back to you. Um, we'll get into uh, fantasy tight ends, top 10s. Yep. Um, Unless And, and uh, if I see something else comes around, whether it's overvalued, undervalued for tight ends, I'll bring that to the fold as well. Yep. If not, we'll just go into our top 10s, make some comparisons, and then we if I f- somehow find fantasy defenses the way I'm looking for them, I'll bring them up, but if not, we'll roll back in the quarterbacks and we'll go into our not next our next 10 quarterbacks. Yeah. So, uh,
1: 11 and 20.
0: So, that's all I got. I am Mr. GQ.
1: I am DJ Michael B.
0: And we out. When you see me in my zone, I'm locked in. Not clocked in. I'm never we yeah.